All right. Thank you so much uh, for joining us uh, here on uh, Ubuntu Radio. My name is Dari Munjesi. We are broadcasting live from the Ascenton uh, Convention Center. It is uh, the uh, 15th BRICS Summit. Uh, we are bringing to you the uh, programs and also the number of uh, um, dignitaries that are attending this important um, this important summit as well. Really a pleasure for you to join us uh, as we bring you this important meeting of our heads of states and government deliberating on issues of development, economic cooperation, issues of culture, we should have also expanding this important block as well, uh, part of the uh, uh, agenda items that uh, is uh, being discussed uh, this year's summit. South Africa um, is uh, the uh, uh, chair, chair of uh, this important block uh, this year in 2023. Really a pleasure for you to join us. Well, there's been a l- number of uh, media interests. Undoubtedly, um, hundreds of uh, journalists have descended down to Gauteng as well, from various countries as well. As you know, that also Africa is represented. So the uh, people who are responsible for facilitating those and kind of important coverage uh, as uh, the uh, part of that important team, as the team from the government communication information system as well. GCIS has been really um, hard at work in making sure that the channels have the kind of information they need to facilitate the various programs as well and also to conduct interviews but also to lead uh, communications as far as uh, BRICS is concerned as well. So I'm joined by uh, Mr. Michael Karin from the government and communications as well joins us right now in the studio. Thank you so much for joining us here on the radio. Uh, always a pleasure to be with you and your team and your enormously exciting listenership yep. um, all over the world, a country and a continent, and uh, it's good to be here. Yeah, and um, what's the GCIS reaction to number of journalists who have been uh, <laughs> descending here to, 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 to Gauteng to cover this important uh, gathering of heads of state? Well, I think listeners out there, you must, there's only one reaction, we're falling over, <laughs> and we want to sleep. <laughs> um, Look, I think, uh, firstly, numbers speak for themselves. Yeah. So, so to the listeners out there, you know, if you can go on the social media pages of Ubuntu Radio and that you'll see the pictures. Numbers and pictures speak for themselves. Yeah. A thousand words. And a thousand is a good number. We've almost a thousand media accredited here. Mm. Media, their technical support, their journalists, their uh, content developers and editors. So numbers speak a lot, and there's a, firstly, there's a huge interest. Mm, mm. Um, there's a huge interest from media houses, print, electronic, uh, television stations from all over the world, particularly mm-hmm. the leading five countries in the BRICS at the moment. So there's firstly been a huge interest. Yep. Um, and then secondly, I think I must uh, echo the words of my colleague, my very esteemed and wonderful colleague, Clayson Munyela, yesterday, who just said, it's amazing. You know, and I, I, think, I think I concur with Clayson. It's amazing because um, what we're setting out to do here is, is to tell a narrative about a part of the world, we call it the developing south, mm. that you know, has always had bad media coverage, has always had images that don't always resonate with our reality um, in the global context. So the media thrust here is about saying to people, we we are on the move. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hear Mr. Patrice Motsepe yesterday said it's the African century. Yeah. Now, what does that mean for us as South yeah. Africans and as Africans? It means that the story we want to tell about who we are, what we are about, mm. um, we need the collaboration of our media houses to tell that. Mm. Um, 
and, and I think that's the big, big issue. So firstly, it's wonderful to have so many media houses here, but at the same time, it's wonderful, and we've been looking at the stories and the things. They really are covering us from a perspective of wanting to def reflect this rising opportunity. I mean, President Putin and his his virtual uh, address yesterday, I think it was almost 40% of the growth in the world's GDP is coming from us as BRICS countries. Mm, that's the huge... So, so I think it's about telling a story. It's about giving a perspective of a youthful continent that is very quickly becoming techno-savvy, that is very aware that agro-processing is a huge opportunity for us, that's becoming very, very aware that, as President Ramaphosa said yesterday, very clearly, and I mean, I think I, I've heard this before. I mean, I'm a political economist and a government communicator. I've heard lots of people say, yeah, we must benefit our sand and rocks here and we mustn't take them overseas and get them back as produced goods. Mm. I mean, our president's a businessman and a very good one. So I really pray and hope that that statement he made, others are going to really understand it, is that we can't keep exporting raw materials and buying them back in a processed form. And the job chain, the technology chain that went into making those goods is outside of our continent and our country. So I think for me, clearly, that is a very important angle. And, and, I, and, and, I, and I think that I've seen what me, the angles media are covering. Obviously, there's one or two that uh, perhaps have other interests in their reporting. Um, they want to pretend that uh, we are at loggerheads about, about um, who must join BRICS, who mustn't join BRICS, mm -hmm. um, at loggerheads about things like a currency. Mm -hmm. um, but yesterday, our BRICS business forum was very clear. We know what we're talking about when we talk about a currency. We're talking about using our domestic currencies, Russia, China, South Africa, um, Brazil, India, in our commercial transactions. And, it's, and, and, and as, as Zane Dango said yesterday, the DG of Durka, we, and Minister Panda was reiterated endlessly. Mm. And sometimes we must just keep saying this message in the media, is that we're not here to oppose any other bloc. We're not here to be an oppositional, bipolar world, mm -hmm. you know, against the G7 or against other big powers in the world. Our perspective is we, have, we share many common development issues yeah. that require transformation of the institutions and the structures of the global political economy. Mm. So it's definitely not, um, uh, as far as we're advancing relationship with the South, it's definitely not a rejection of the North, isn't it? Of course not. And a good few of the, of the presidents, including uh, when Minister Patel was program directing last night, of the closing of the business forum. He said, all of us are in the G7 all, or G20. All of us are in trade relationships with the West. Yes. All of us are. The, so it's not about that. It, but it's about the fact that between ourselves, we have a lot of opportunities that have not been harvested. And that opportunity for me, Shali, speaks directly to the fact of the young continent with the century ahead of it, you know? Mm.
Mm. Obviously, you want to see these important uh, agreements and uh, all these uh, issues being discussed to filter in, but opportunities to filter into our local communities, municipalities to benefit, yes. local government to benefit as well, be central uh, as, as a direct benef- beneficial mm. of it as well. I mean, yesterday also speaking to Brent South Africa, talking about how significant it is that we should not, if the opportunities open, the BRICS members must also realize that the these member countries also have companies that are uh, major investors as far as uh, also the South African Investment Conference is concerned, that some of those relations advance on, this other, uh, yes. on these platforms as well, because we do have ambassadors on these countries who are coming down here to look at opportunities as well that are available, that we, we, we must all see as part of the effort to make sure that our economic advances uh, on a bilateral level, but also as a group. Yes. You see, the thing is, when we speak about development, um, I don't know what people think that means. Do they think development means the ability to put up a hammock between two palm trees and lie on the beach and enjoy a restful day? <laughs> you know, go lie, have a swim in the sea in the morning. Development means getting jobs for our people. Yeah. Development is about getting jobs for our people. I was just seeing our leaders arriving on the red carpet. I yes. Our viewers are there. Yeah. Development is about work, clearly. Development is about jobs. So the first and most critical issue that our government has, has put forward yep. is about let's make jobs. And we know the biggest area of unemployment is among our young people. Mm. Um, so it's directly beneficial. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do a bit more checkup with the GSAS provincial offices. I mean, remember, GSAS has a footprint around the country. Absolutely. I, I've tasked them before BRICS to make sure that we are letting communities through community radio stations, through councillors, yep. through CDWs and your local leadership to know what's going on here in, in Santon because we're very clear that it's not about Santon, it's about South Africa. Yeah. So when yeah. we see agro-processing opportunities, for example, in citrus fruit, now I suspect you come from Limpopo, as I know well. Absolutely. Now we all know <laughs> there's avocado pears that are a world product, yeah. you know, yeah. highly sought after. Mangoes, lychees, all of those kind of agro-products and agro-processing around those, um, it's going to be benefits to communities. Absolutely. So when you're growing oranges somewhere outside in Bombella and you happen to be a community cooperative citrus farm, you have to understand that this is why our president is in these spaces. Yeah. Because those oranges become a bulk contribution to orange juice that is consumed in Beijing at a conference of, you know, women in agriculture, whatever, yeah, you know? Yeah. Do, do you get a sense that BRICS, BRICS countries are definitely interested in our products and are continuously engaging yeah. in our agricultural products as well? Because oh, I'm also scheduled to speak to our Minister of Agriculture later on today to look at also what has been happening, because I know that I'm aware that the BRICS Ministers of Agriculture also have met prior to, to, to this important gathering yes. as well. Now, now, that's an important thing to realize as well. Is the, and by the way, I'm sure Minister Didis is going to do a lot more justice to the detail of this than I can. Yeah. But I think the answer to listeners is emphatic. Without a shadow of a doubt, BRICS has opened up enormous market opportunities for us in the BRICS family. Mm-hmm. And as we look at widening the BRICS family, um, in whichever shape or form that will take for this summit, um, 
With, there's no doubt that it's going to help South Africans yeah. in terms of our produce. So yes, Tali, I think there's no doubt that we are reaching out and growing. And by the way, just like another quick one about your question about communities. Yeah. We made a conscious effort in South Africa this year yep. to say that in hosting, we are taking the build-up events around the country. Mm. We're not doing them all in Joburg or Gauteng or whatever. They went to Mbombela, they went to uh, Western Cape, they went to uh, Itegweni, mm. uh, you know? So I think the important thing for me is that we, we really went hard this year to try and make sure that other communities uh, around the country can feel and see the BRICS events. Mm. So we do need to do a bit more, perhaps. Um, I know for a fact, as you correctly said, that a lot of the South African investment conference investments come directly out of some of our BRICS uh, partnerships as well. Yep. So, um, and those things are happening in towns around the country. They're not happening in cyberspace mm. or in Joburg. They're happening where South Africans are living, you know. Mm. Let's talk about, um, as, we, as, as we draw to a closer, I mean, a, a number of, as far as journalists are concerned, thousands are coming from various countries. We do know they're coming from African continents as well. You want to see these tourism numbers. And it, it looks like it, it's going to have a spin-off um, because when you come to South Africa once for business, you are bound to come again exactly. to experience it in a different, in a different way because you'll be restricted to sending, but also just in terms of other places, you'll be interested to go in other places as well. So are you seeing that the, the, there's an interest to, for some people that maybe you have engaged with to say, we want to come to South Africa again because really want to well, experience really, this country? You know, I, I laughed a bit yesterday. When the president was doing his, uh, I think it was, was it on Sunday night when he was addressing us? Yes. He said to the nation at the end, you know, welcome our people, welcome our visitors, make sure you're a good host. host. Yeah. And then he said at the end, because some of these folks are likely to stay longer. Now, I suspect the president knows well that there's going to be probably many of his guests yeah. and many of their staff and their teams who are going to yeah. stay on yeah. and see our country and our people and our beautiful uh, scenery and our lovely, beautiful South African food, and, yep. and uh, I laughed about that because it sounded to me like we know that there are going to be a lot of people <laughs> staying here. <laughs> Absolutely. So I, I would say to the listeners that it's different. Mm, mm, um, mm. We 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 are certainly going to be a place that um, people visit again. Yeah. We we don't we're not pretending that there's no problems. And, I mean, there were some people saying, ah, oh, look how clean Santon is now. Suddenly it's clean and painted and secure. Um, we have ongoing crime-fighting operations in our country, yeah. you know. Yeah. We don't just do these things because it's a summit. But very importantly, I think what everybody must remember is that, and this speaks to the matter of tourism, um, you, you, you don't have a world event of this nature in any country in the world. And you just have a very loose arrangement about tourism, okay. about, about security or yeah. about the facilities. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, by the way, there's a front door over there, go in, and someone walks into the bomb and blows up the leaders of the world. Yeah. I mean, what's it going to look like to us as a country? Yeah. It's not going to look very good. So, that being said, um, I mean, I heard a story, and, uh, you know, some lady went in the lady's toilet and she left her trolley there with her handbag in it, 
from one of our countries and her cell phone was taken out of the bag. Mm. Only one incident we've heard of. Yeah. But, but guys, who leaves their cell phone in a handbag anywhere in the world Absolutely. in a public place? Yeah, personal security know? is quite so important. So I think yeah. the issue for us is that we must always remember that wherever we go in the world, and I mean, I've traveled extensively, mm. um, you be cautious. You don't do silly things like walk around in a hot spot at 2 o'clock in the morning, uh, you know, or just have your luggage there and your handbag there and your cell phone and wallet at the top of the bag. Yeah, you know? yeah, so yeah. I think there's tips we must understand. And, and that being said, um, there's no doubt that the kind of country we are in terms of those areas of our country that are highly developed, with yeah, fancy. Yeah. I mean, I, I went through here the other day, Gucci, and I mean, I've, ne <laughs> I've never set foot in a Gucci shop in my life. I don't even know what they do there. Um, they have handbags and a lot of yeah, nice things. I mean, I can't go inside there. But there's no doubt yeah. that the absolute elegance and yeah. first world class Mm -hmm. facilities, our restaurants, our shops yeah. are going to appeal to other visitors. Absolutely. Um, there's no doubt that the uniqueness of our biodiversity mm -hmm. is going to appeal to our visitors. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I must be a little bit proud of South Africa here. Yeah, absolutely. Is that I think generally, guys, and also as I say, I've traveled around, you know, we're okay. <laughs> We're doing okay. There's, there's litter in Tswane and now because yeah. there's a strike on, mm -hmm. but any country in the world will know you have municipal strikes and yeah. they come yeah. and go. Yeah? Yeah. But, you know, people are going to come here and they're not going to have a situation of there's no public transport, mm. there's no functional water, yeah. there's no electricity, and obviously you all know we have load shedding, but as you've all seen, we're doing a lot about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. so we're a world-class destination. Absolutely. There's no way Absolutely. that the people who are here today Absolutely. are not going to. But that's what I was hoping Ubuntu you must also do. You must try and invite some people who speak about our culture, our artistic issues, glad minister diseases and speak about agro-processing. Mm. And, and, and to all the listeners out there, the thing is, I mean, I'm really encouraging. I, I know it's not easy because of cost. Yeah. But I was a young person when I went my first traveling. I was about 17 years of age. Yeah. If you young people who are wherever countries you are today listening in, scrape your pennies together and just go to Kenya, go to Ghana, come to South Africa, go and see Egypt. Yeah. Go to uh, uh, Uganda. Um, you, it, it really broadens your horizon, you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, the one thing I do hope that's going to come out of this, and one of the presidents mentioned it yesterday, is it is a problem that within our continent we don't have these domestic international carriers. Okay. Ethiopia, we know, is doing well. Mm. We're really hoping that South African Airways is now going to start being back on its legs. Mm -hmm. But it's problematic that you can't get inexpensive tickets to move from one place to the other. Yeah. So I really think that's something that I do hope in the future as governments of the continent yeah. we can work on to resolve. You know? it's, it's quite important. Well, let's conclude there. Let's talk about uh, what would you like the media to, 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 to focus on? What is you think will be the takeout from this? From this? Is it the BRICS expansion? Is it the economic cooperation? Is it tourism? Is it, you know, wh wh where do you think the media will be leaning towards? Look, as a government communicator, my, my desire or my hope is that the media can build the understanding that BRICS is a consensus-based institution. Yeah. That, and when you say consensus, 
it, when, when clearly says, no, Michael, I don't want to wear green ties today, it doesn't mean that he says, I don't like you, or I don't want to work with you on green ties. Yeah. We'll wear green ties one day, yeah. but today I don't want to wear it. Yeah. yeah. So I think the first principle that I'd like the media to really try and drill in on is that consensus means finding win-win solutions to everybody's de- desire. Yeah. So that's the first thing I think I'd like us. I'd like us to try and break this... Uh, and sometimes it's propagated by media that are not in favor of BRICS yeah. or media from countries that see BRICS as some oppositional thing. Yeah. Propagate the story that BRICS is about consensus around issues of development and human development. Yeah. That's the first one. Yeah. The second thing for me, I think, um, I'm not sure, we heard uh, DG Dango speaking about it a bit last night. Yeah. We might come out with some principles of inclusion. Yeah. Um, and obviously, at, uh, the leaders had a retreat last night where they discussed these things. Yeah. But at the end, we might hear what the decision is. About yeah. If we are widening it for now, are we going to defer that? I mean, remember, some of the big moments, like BRICS Bank and that, we deferred one year, and it's by next year we'll be ready. So I think the second thing for mm. me is there are definitely talks about how we make BRICS wider. If we do that, what sort of criteria do we do it so it doesn't become, you know, everything to nobody and something to somebody. BRICS must have that ideology of development that started at its center, right? Mm, mm. And then thirdly, um, I would hope that I would like to encourage it. We'll try our best as GCS today because we're not doing too well because some of our colleagues are, uh, you know, experts are sitting in those sessions. It's hard to get them out. Yeah, yeah. But I would really like us today and tomorrow, clearly, you can help too, by the way. Absolutely. Let's get some of these folks, you know, maybe a minister from Ethiopia mm. or an advisor or an academic from Uganda or, yeah. you know, yeah. people yeah. who are interested, Venezuela, for mm. example, mm. who are interested. They don't have to be all our ministers. Yeah, absolutely. But let's try and get a conversation by ordinary folks uh, who happen to hold extraordinary positions in their societies. Yeah. But let's yeah. try and get them on board to talk of it. Um, so they can tell us what they see as the benefits. Because, I mean, as government, we have a view, we have perspectives, but it would be very good to hear from some of those other people that are in the process. I mean, I'm really hoping that my team, and I'm talking to them, is that today some of the delegates of the Big Business Forum could unpack Mm. a bit more about what Mr. Sim Shabalala, who was the rapporteur, for the forum yesterday. Mm. In fact, for those who don't know, he's the head of our Standard Bank in South Africa. Absolutely. Big, big bank. So Sim was doing a very good summary on what the forum of business leadership had said. So I need a few more people to come and tell us about some of those specifics. Absolutely. Those specifics, they they always say that the details are always... Devil is in the details. I didn't want to mention the devil, but I said... (laughs) Unfortunately, I must tell you, one of my great mottos in life is the the detail. I often say on a lighter note, we're so busy with strategies that no one's actually worried about what's going on in real life. Yeah, absolutely. I'm a bit of a real life sort of guy, I must tell you. Ah, let me thank you so much for your time. Well, I appreciate really appreciate your time. Thank Lovely. you very much. And as usual, we wish the radio station everything of success because you've just grown from strength to strength. Oh, thank you so much. Mr. Michael Karim is with the uh, government communication, leading us uh, to this important uh, uh, BRICS summit as we really set up the agenda for South Africa as well. Let me thank you so much for your time. Pleasure.